Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam greeting you this wonderful day. I am at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I trust you and your family, you're also doing well. And uh, we are talking about, uh, I mean, the main subject I'm into right now is the, is the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And yesterday we finished talking about uh, the gift of the diverse kind of tongues. And today we are in the third one of the, of the utterance gifts, and that is the gift of prophecy. So let's talk about the gift of prophecy. But before we do that, um, I would like to tell you, you know, share a little testimony with you. I was doing a crusade in Asia and uh, we were in an area where there were quite a number of these extremists who hate Christians. You know, there are people, extremists who hate Christians, who hate Christianity. So uh, we and we were aware and kind of wary. We knew that they might show up. So. Anyway, a group of them came, I think it was the second or third night of our campaign, they showed up at the meeting and I was told that they were there. And they, I mean, they, they, they wanted to stir up some trouble or they were coming to scout us because normally when they come in a small group, they come to do some scouting, some spying, and then the next day they would come with a larger group to uh, make some real trouble. So anyway, this uh, little group came and they were standing in the crowd when uh, and then what happened when i began to pray for the sick suddenly the power of god hit them and one of them was stone deaf in one ear and his ear popped open and he began to shout he said i can hear i can hear i can hear and and his his friends who were with him they said what this has been deaf for all these years and now i can hear and and then he he ran from there and his friends began to run after him and he ran straight out of the field into the marketplace. And as he was running through the marketplace, he was shouting. He was saying that some, I, I, I mean, I wasn't there to hear it, but he was saying something like, their God has opened my deaf ear. Their God has opened my deaf ear. And they, and they ran from there. And what happened, this uh, spread to the whole town. So our crowds even grew bigger and bigger and bigger because they knew these people are extremists who hate Christianity and they were testifying that our God had opened his, his deaf ear. And, and you know, and, and it's interesting, it reminds me of the story in, uh, in Luke chapter 5 uh, when uh, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And it's interesting that the them who are mentioned there, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. These were people who actually hated Jesus, but God is so good that he even uh, touches. I mean, he's he's willing to touch and to heal even those who hate us. And that's why Jesus said to us that uh, bless them that curse you, overcome evil with good. That is the uh, fundamental ethos of Christianity, because the Bible says that when we were yet enemies of God, that is when Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus Christ died for us when we were ungodly and when we were lost and that and he still does the same today he reaches out and touches those people who are even opposed to him amen praise god well anyway i'm going to talk to you about the gift of prophecy but before i talked about the gift of prophecy uh i want to i want to say this uh second peter 1:19 it says we have also a more sure word of prophecy 
whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. So what he's saying is that uh, the, these are the words of the Apostle Peter and he's saying that we have something that is a more sure word of prophecy. That means that uh, uh, we have a word. He's actually talking about the word of God because see the thing is that prophecy is from God but prophecy always comes through a man. God speaks through a man or a woman for that matter and what happens is that because of that the word although it Although the word of prophecy uh, that is spoken comes from God, it is always tainted by the vessel or the channel through which it is delivered. So a prophetic utterance or word, even though it is of God, it will always carry uh, that, uh, that taste or the, it will be tainted by the vessel that carries the, that prophetic word. But we have the Bible and the Bible is a more sure word of prophecy. That means it is it is a hundred percent accurate. It is more sure than the word of prophecy. So that is why I would say this, this that uh, it says here, whereunto you do well that you take heed. That means before we seek words of prophecy, we seek the word of God and we take heed to the word of God. Then it says, because the word of God is a light that shineth in a dark place. Now, I'm saying this because in today's charismatic world, a lot of people are collecting prophecies. In fact, I would say this, some people collect prophecies like others collect postage stamps. You know, it's almost like a hobby, uh, uh, you know, people collecting prophecies. But uh, uh, pro prophetic words are important. They are given by God but they're always to confirm that which is already in your heart. But we'll talk more about that. But our primary source of guidance should be the word of God, the word of God. Now, when we seek the word of God as our primary source of, God, uh, of guidance, what happens is that sometimes we are studying the word. As we study the word, a scripture jumps out at us. When it seems to jump out of the page, suddenly it's no longer a scripture printed on paper, but it becomes a personal word for us. That is why we sometimes say, you know, I was studying the scripture and God said this to me. And what did God say to me? Well, he actually took a scripture out of the book and it jumped straight out of the page into my spirit. And that became my personal word. That's, you know, th that's how God guides us through his word. The other way God guides us is through his Holy Spirit. And uh, when we uh, when we study the word as a foundation, because remember that you should never run after the Holy Spirit and ignore the word. You shouldn't do that because the word is the yardstick by which we measure the veracity and the legitimacy of every spiritual expression or every every manifestation of the spirit. Uh, how do you know whether a prophecy or an utterance or a manifestation is of God or not? Well, it's not the fact that it feels good or it sounds good or I felt in my spirit it was not good. That's not what gives it legitimacy. What gives it legitimacy is if it lines up with the word of God or not. Now, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it doesn't matter how how good it feels. It's not of God. So we can't go by 
you know, our feeling or our gut feeling in these things. We always have to get our guidance on the word of God. So I always tell people, have the word of God as a foundation, whether it's prophecy or any other of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, always have the word of God as a sure foundation that you rest on, have a good working of the, of the uh, you know, I should say working knowledge of the word of God, be a student of the word of God, so that whenever you hear something, uh, whether, you know, some, sometimes uh, uh, people say, God spoke this to me. I can tell you the story of a very, very famous preacher. I won't mention his name, but he was powerful. And one day, uh, you know, he used to fast and pray a lot, but he neglected the Bible. He used to, he had many, many miracles in his ministry. And he was real thin because of the days and the hours he spent fasting and prayer. And one day while he was fasting and prayer, he heard a voice that told him, that for your ministry to move forward, you have to divorce your wife because she's like a Jezebel and you have to uh, marry your secretary. And you know what? He told his uh, friends in ministry, this is what I'm going to do. And they tried to talk to him and he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't listen. And he said, no, I know. Look, I fast and pray. And they said, we know you fast and pray. I know the voice of the spirit. He told me this. But the thing is that he had gotten he had neglected the word so much. He had gotten so far from the word that uh, he was adamant it was God because it felt right and all the signs were there. And well, he didn't listen. Well, he did divorce his wife, married his secretary, and he died a premature death. death. He died in a car accident along with his new wife and their baby. He, it, was, it was a sad, sad event. It shouldn't have happened because he was a genuine man of God. So what I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm not trying to scare you. All I'm trying to do is tell you, stay with the word, stay with the word. So because the word is a more sure word of prophecy than any prophetic utterance given by a man. So stay with the word. So our first source of guidance is when we are in the word, we study the word and then the word, uh, while we are studying the word, a word jumps up. You know, you're seeking the Lord and the word jumps up and that is God's guidance to you from the written word because the written word suddenly comes alive in your heart. The other, send, uh, other uh, 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 source of guidance is when you are, um, when you are, uh, uh, you know, you're studying and you're praying in the spirit and when you're praying, suddenly the Holy Spirit tells you, do this. And, uh, you know, sometimes that has happened to me. The Holy Spirit tells me something. And, and I know it's the spirit, but at those times, those times I always verify with my friends because I don't trust myself or my flesh or my mind a hundred percent. I'm not there as yet. I know, I don't know about you. You may be perfect, but I'm not. I'm far from perfect. So I, I, I surround myself with godly people. And I tell you what, you do this, this will help you. Surround yourself with godly men and women who are men of the word, men of the spirit. So, you know, I've got friends. So uh, I've got friends like, well, I mentioned their names. You know, I've got people like uh, John Nuzo and Tony Cook and Edwin Anderson, other pastors whose names I won't mention. Sorry, brothers, if I didn't mention your name, but I've got a, you know, but you know who you are. I've got a bunch of men like that in my life. And if anything is kind of, uh, you know, uh, big, important. I always run it by them. I say, brothers, this is what I feel. When Dad Hagen was alive, I used to run things by him. When uh, Brother Reinhard Bonnke was alive, important things, I used to call him. So this is important to have men of the word and of the spirit around you, especially 
are praying and you get this thing, you know, and, and you think it's God, but it's always good to check it with others and, and let them give their input. And, and, you know, because there's wisdom in many counselors, the Bible says. The third way the Lord speaks to you is, is through prophecy. Prophecy. But prophecy is not to guide you. Prophecy. I'll tell you the purpose of prophecy later. Sorry. Prophecy is to confirm to you things that are already in your heart. But the fourth way you learn and you grow and God speaks to you. And that happens most of the time. It's nothing dramatic. No great spiritual experience. But what it is, you can be sitting with friends, godly friends, and they are talking and then somebody says something and that uh, they speak a sentence and suddenly that sentence, it really gets you. Somebody says something and that gets you and it begins to go round and round in your spirit. And, and then you realize it was actually God speaking to you through a friend and it maybe wasn't even a spiritual setting, but you're sitting in a restaurant, you're sitting in a living room and you're talking and you're listening and then somebody says something and that just pops up in your spirit and that's another way God speaks to you. But anyway, uh, <coughs> now this is <coughs> the purpose of prophecy. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. These are, these are the three uh, things, three main things, main purposes of prophecy. For edification, prophecy is to edify you. So he who prophesies, he speaks unto men. You know, when you prophesy, you prophesy, prophesy to men and you prophesy, uh, prophesy for their edification. Edification is to build up, to build somebody up. And exhortation, Exhortation means to exhort somebody, encourage somebody, and you know, that, that's exhortation. And comfort, that is prophecy also comforts people who are going through something difficult or, or they have just experienced something bad. And so prophecy, it speaks unto men for edification, that means for building up, for exhortation, to exhort people, and comfort. And I remember, I, I've experience all three of them. People have prophesied over me and, and uh, uh, you know, exhortation. I remember once I was at a meeting and, uh, and there was a speaker. I had never seen him before, just heard of him. He had not even heard of me. He didn't know who I was. I was young in the ministry and we were hundreds of people in the auditorium. This was in Sweden. And he walked straight up to me and began to prophesy over me as if he knew he was reading my mail, you know, and he begins to talk about my ministry and he told me to stand strong and, and he says, you will take the power of the resurrection of Jesus and all that. And so it, it was all, it was all relevant to me. He was exhorting me because I was going through a bit of a tough time uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and I had just left the church that I, I was in in Sweden. I had people against me and a lot of bad things were happening to me. And this brother, he, he had no idea who I was. He just spoke that word to me. And boom, that really lifted me up, you know. So anyway, so prophecy is for edification, exhortation and comfort. But prophecy should not be used to lead or to control people. Some unscrupulous people, they use prophecy to lead or to control people. Like they want, you know, there are preachers, there are manipulators uh, who, who try to manipulate and control people. And often it has to do with money. 
somebody said is prophesying money out of other people's pockets into your own or or it could be just to control people and so prophecy i mean i used to go to this church once uh, uh, in, in which they uh, you know they used to say well if you leave this church the devil is going to get you this was you know, I mean, I, I heard that. It was back in Sweden. If you leave this church, this is the place where God is moving. This is where God is. And if you leave this church, you're going outside the move of God and, and the devil is going to get you. I mean, that is that is manipulation and fear and actually terrorizing people. Prophecy should not be used to manipulate, to control or to lead people. But it should be used to edify, to exhort and to comfort people. That's the that's the uh, purpose of prophecy. Another purpose of prophecy is in 1 Timothy 4.14. This is when Paul spoke to Timothy. He said, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of, of the hands of the presbytery. That means in Timothy's case, you know, there are many ways in which God imparts the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God God can impart the gifts of the Holy Spirit to you when you're alone, seeking God in prayer. That can happen. But here in this case, it was through prophecy, through the laying on of hands of the presbytery. The presbytery was the leadership of the church. So Timothy, the leadership of his church, uh, you know, they laid hands on him. It says here, laying on of hands of the leadership, the laying, they laid hands on him. And then somebody prophesied over him, thus saith the Lord. And, and spoke it out over his life. And that is another way that the gifts of God are, are imparted. And so uh, don't, uh, don't count that out. God can do that. And, uh, but, but that wouldn't have happened if Timothy thought he was too important, you know, he, you know that uh, he didn't need to be in a church. That would have never happened. So try to be a part of a fellowship where, where the Spirit of God is flowing and uh, where, 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 you know, it's important to be part of church. But the criteria is that the Spirit of God is actually moving there. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, and so in that kind of situation, it's the gifts of the Spirit of God. The, the gifts were imparted into Timothy's life through the laying on of hands of the presbytery and the word of prophecy. And Paul reminds Timothy of that. So now, then <coughs> let me give you a little bit of summary. And summary is that tongues and prophecy are the most misused gifts in the church because it's uh, uh, it's sad, but it's a bit humorous because I heard this many years ago. Somebody said, why are tongues and prophecy the most common gifts in the church? And we looked at each other, we didn't know. And the speaker said, it's because they're the easiest to fake. You know, tongues and prophecy are the easiest to fake. And they, uh, and believe me, that is why uh, because they are easy to fake and they're easily and often used to control and manipulate vulnerable people. People who are vulnerable are easily uh, manipulated using prophecy, easily controlled using prophecy. You can actually get people to think in a certain way and go in a certain path by manipulating them, by feeding them prophecies. That is the reason why Every prophecy should be checked against the word of God. Whenever you hear a prophetic word, you got to open your Bible and check that prophecy against the Bible. Because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, it says, despise not prophesying. That means that do not despise prophesying. 
which means that don't be cynical either. That, as I told you, prof uh, prophecies are often misused by people to manipulate people. So, and, and you know, you have that. And sometimes you have prophecies that are actually not of God, but it's, uh, they, they're harmless, but they come from people's souls. Like, for example, uh, I've heard prophecies when an old lady will get up and say, Oh, thus says the Lord, I love you all, you know, and that is nice. I mean, it's harmless. I think the intention is good. And, uh, and but, but the thing is that that's already in the Bible. It's already in the Bible. Now, if that lady stood up and and this and uh, said that there is somebody here in such and such situation, but I want you to know that the Lord is the Lord loves you. Now, that would be different, but that would be. And we'll talk more about that later. That would be a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom carried on the wings of a prophecy. So it's a prophecy, but the prophecy uh, has two other gifts being with it. One is a word of knowledge revealing that person's situation. And uh, the other is a word of wisdom bringing an assurance into that person. Now, that would be another thing. But a general thing like that, you know, I love you, says the Lord, or a dear friend of mine, old friend of mine, pastor, he told me he went to a prayer group in his church and, and a lady got up and, and looked at him and, and it was his birthday and said, happy birthday, my son, says the Lord. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I've heard that also. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, in, in a church in South Africa, lady got up and prophesied and it was in sometime just before Christmas. She said, Merry Christmas, my children, says the Lord. So, you know, they are humorous, but we have these things also. And so we have the, these like these really funny things that we chuckle and laugh at. Then you have uh, uh, fake prophecies that are a bit more vicious and 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 serious in the sense that they are used to control and manipulate people. But then you have genuine prophecies also. You really have genuine words from the Lord. And that is why just because you've heard that Merry Christmas says the Lord, Happy Birthday, my son says the Lord, and, and, and you, you heard all the bad examples of prophecies, don't shut or close your heart to prophecy because of these bad examples. That's why it says despise not prophesying. So that means that if someone stands up and says, thus says the Lord, don't judge that prophecy on the basis of the last five prophecies you heard that were really not from God, but a person was speaking out of his own soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there are some prophecies, the ones that are specially used to control, manipulate people, or some angry guy will get up and vent his anger through prophecy. You know, people do that also. Now, those things are dangerous. But then there are the, the rest of them are harmless. I mean, no harm intended. They're good people, but they don't know. And they are doing their best to love Jesus, love people. And they are the ones who will say, good morning, says the Lord, you know, everybody. But because you go through these things, do not despise prophecy. Do not, do not let these things reduce or diminish the value of prophetic utterance in your life. But every time somebody says, thus said the Lord, you open your ears and listen because it could be the Lord is speaking to you or speaking to the body. It could be serious and you don't want to miss that just because we have developed a cynical mindset 
on, on goofy, because of goofy things we have heard in the past. So what do you do? So first thing, it's very good. He says in Thessalonians, Paul says to Thessalonians, he said, listen, don't despise prophecy. Okay, don't look down on prophecy. Don't despise it. But this is what you do. Verse 21, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. That means that you prove it. That means you test it. How do you test it? You test it against the word of God. So somebody prophesied this. Okay, fine. He prophesied this. Let's open our Bibles. Let's test it against the word. And then what you do, you hold fast to that which is good. Now, if the entire thing is bad, discard the whole thing. If the whole thing is good, keep the whole thing good. If it is 50-50, hold on to part the parts that are good and let go of the parts that are bad. It's only human. The person who prophesies, if the prophecy will be tainted with his own, own, you know, his own soul. And so sometimes it's, it's, some of it lines up with the word, some of it doesn't, but don't worry. Hold on to that which is good, all right? So now the other thing I want to tell you is that uh, you know, uh, I mean, and I must emphasize it again that faithfulness and adherence and sticking to the word and looking at the word as the ultimate yardstick for any word of prophecy, <coughs> that is, uh, that is a must. That is a must so that we, because if we become prophecy chasers, we can really go astray and we can end up believing a lot of things because just because a man of God he, he said those things. And, and one word I want to say to pastors and leaders who are listening to it. Listen, in your church, teach on prophecy. Teach on the gifts of the Spirit. And, and encourage the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in your church. Encourage tongues and, and interpretation and prophecy of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if people make mistakes, take them aside and gently correct them. Just take them aside and correct them. Uh, my, my friend Peter Wentz in, in, in Stuttgart, uh, I remember the first time I went to his church, he had a microphone on the stand right uh, on the floor, right next to a platform. I said, what's that microphone for? He said, well, if someone has a word of prophecy, a word, uh, there's a certain part of the service, I let them come and give the word. I said, that's great. I said, what if somebody... I said, I said, how does it work? He said, well, most of them are good. You know, they're good. And uh, somebody has, says, I have a word from the Lord. He'll read the word. That's good. That's not prophecy, but he feels he has a word and the word always builds people up. And then he said, people prophesy and it's all good. But uh, he says, if they're wrong, he said, I take them aside and gently, lovingly correct them, encourage them to keep on Keep on flowing in the gift and because it's only that you get opportunities to flow and you get guidance from your pastor that you can actually grow and hone and fine tune the gift. So he said, that's that's one thing. He said, the other thing, I said, what if someone comes up and, and is really says something really, really off the wall and doctrinally off the wall? He said, then I tell them, I said, brother, that was not of God. So you have to do these things. And so it is only as we guide and teach people these things that people sharpen and hone their, uh, well, maybe I should use the word skills. Maybe some other word would be more appropriate, but that's how people develop in the gifts because we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. And uh, that is the way to do it. And the best thing is if leaders and pastors develop people in the gifts. Well, God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for your hands upon their lives. Thank you for the churches that they belong to. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, you said that every uh, that you will bless our food and our water, turn every sickness away from us in the name of Jesus. So in Jesus' name, I rebuke and curse every sickness, every disease and every home in Jesus' name. I curse the coronavirus, curse every kind of sickness and disease. Father, I cover these families, cover these homes, cover my brothers and sisters with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for continuing your blessings upon our lives during this time and let us be a blessing to others in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you all and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll start talking about the revelation gifts of the Holy Spirit and I'll talking about, uh, the first thing I'll talk about is the gift of the word of knowledge. God bless you.